went to the graves, the quorum of our fathers, of our mothers. And said, Dear departed ones, why do you lie dormant? Your children are exiled, their homes are destroyed. And the and the Mekoinein, the Kalir, goes on. Go kulam bekinim. The obvious demos crying out, lamenting al chesrain banim over the absent children, over the children missing. That's what I want to talk about for very much the kids of this this part. Actually, I thought of this the other day. One of the chaver over there showed me something in, in a magazine. A marshal that was written by a woman about about a, a mother whose house was was empty. The children had grown up, and the children were not coming home. There was fighting in the family. Occasionally, occasionally, one of the children would come back, the married couples would come back a little bit, and the grandchildren would, the grandchildren would be Mikhaim, the Chiyuv, to honor a grandmother or grandfather. You know, parents have to remind the children to call Zaidi, call Bubi, Zaidi, Babi, whatever the name is, or Grandma, Grandpa, Saba, Safta, call, call them up. <coughs> Where are we going today? We're going to, are we going to an amusement park? Are we going to uh, Orlando? We're going to Zaydi's and Boga. Oh. Don't worry, it's on the way to Orlando. We're just making a stop. You know, we'll stop off. And you sometimes think that, that that's how it's going to end up. So that Indian of empty nest, I guess, is that what they call it? Something? Uh, the empty nest syndrome? Um, that uh, my wife and I have been talking about not to, not comparing any of the things I just said to Khalil uh, what we feel going on but as the children are growing up that, that uh, there's a certain joy of t- the, that great joy of taking them under the chuppah and that pain that comes with uh, the house having more more space, more room during the week on weekends it gets crowded again but the house being empty Next year, Mr. Shem, our channel is going to, hopefully she's going to Yishalayim, and Shafi's, uh, Shafi's the little one, she's not a little girl anymore, she's by herself in the house. Some of the kids already said, like, what's the tachlis to come? Just, you know, just three of you, you know, you and mommy and daddy, like, what's the tachlis? <laughs> it's like, it's come to that point. And I was thinking about, Azba Halachi Yom Yom Al Avis, they all cried out and lament, right? Go, kulam bekinim, over the absent children. The loneliness of parents. <clears throat> That's what this kin is about. And Mimela, who else can you depend on so much? Who can you depend on? Parents, grandparents. When it comes down to it, to daven, to cry. 
this capital, this kina from the Kalir, is based upon, like many of the kinas, on the Medrash Eicha. It's on the Medrash Rabban Eicha. Hashem said, I'm like a father who had an only child, an only son. And I made from a chuppah a chasna. And he died by the chasna. And Hashem says to the Navi, to Yemir, is there any such pain? you feel my pain? And Hashem is saying to the Navi, Leich ukra la'avram l'isrgal Yaakov u'mayisha mekivayim shehein yoidim livkais. The Zaydis and the Babis are not always seen as useful to the kids as their friends. They're not always seen as relevant as their contemporaries. But when it comes down to it, Hashem Baruch tells the Navi, go. Hashem says to the Navi, listen, you don't know what I'm talking about. Go to the Avis. Of course, the Avis, the Imahos. Go to Marasamach Taylor. It's interesting, but it's the Maisha here. There are different gears also with this. Moshe Bistam means also a Rebbe, right? Parents, a Rebbe. Shehein yoidim livkais. They should cry. They should intercede. They could do something for a lonely parent. And the desperation of a lonely father, a mother, a grandparent. So we see that this is an akuda pnimis in all of Kinas. And in in Navi, to be ma'ayir, the pain, the bechias, the crying of the ovists and the imams to wake them, to make them aware. One of the things of going kever ovis to go to to go to visit a grave without going into the halachas, the inyan of the and so on, not going into that. That's a big, big subject of how to speak by a kever and what to say and what you're allowed to say, what you can't say. A lot of times it makes no difference because when you get there you do whatever you want anyway. It's a very, very big thing to go to a parents, to go to care for others. I know one time, one time, my father said something about that, how it was a thing that came out, I don't know, he said something that, that at least when you're 120 you'll have care others to go to. That, he, that they that that my father, my mother, that these Jews that went through the war, they didn't have any kever avos. There's no kever avos. There's what ashes <clears throat> to go to a parent's kever. Who knows? Who knows how to daven for a child and to be ma'ira the avos ni mahois. And there's, there's a certain bechina of davening at maras machpela. That's more powerful than any of the diving by the Kaisal or anywhere else in the world. That feels by Maras and Achtayel. Our enemies know that. They know that. And there's a certain Hisairis by Kevarachal that's no place in the world. 
without going again to Svarmakadoshim, the Indian of Kevarachal, there's no place in the world. So the Medrash on the Pasuk that we read last night, Dimasa Alachia, that the tear is upon her cheek. So the Medrash says, Amurdika Maisa, I'm sure many of you are familiar with it. The Medrash says, Maisa Bisha Achas Shahisa Bishkunasa Shrabin Gamliel. A Maisa was a woman who lived in the neighborhood of Rabban Gamliel. Vahila Betish Khairis a Maisa, she had an only son who died. During the day, she was composed. During the day, she went about her business. And we see people like this. Someone lost a child. Going about their business. I was just reading, I once shared with you, I think, by Yiske, but I, remember, I just read recently again that, you know, Rav Shach, Zechitz Hadif, Kosovach, Rav Shach had a daughter that died as a young woman. <clears throat> and um, and, he, and he, kept, he kept a picture of her, a big picture of her, all the years in B'nai Brak, till he left the world. He kept a picture. Whenever anybody saw him, he was the Rosh Hashiva. He was the Rosh Hashiva. But when people didn't see him, he was a father that was still crying over that child. So this woman in the Shechuna of Abba Gamliel would cry at night. That's what the night is for. That's what the night is for. The problem is that at night... Even though the, the woman doesn't realize it, but that at night the voice carries, right? Especially in those days. Vahay Rabbi Gamliel Shamea es Kaila, the measure says. The Rabbi Gamliel heard her crying. Vahayaniska Bechurban Besanignish. And that would remind him of the Churban Besanignish. Doesn't say that he was killed. That the child was killed in the Chorban. But that would remind him, her crying would remind him of the Chorban Besa Megdish. And he would cry together. When she was crying, he would hear her crying at night over her son who died. And then he would start, he would remember the Chorban Besa Megdish. And he would cry, it says, until his eyelashes fell out. The Kevin Shegishu Talmidov and the students saw this, this was what was going on, they caught on to this. And they, and they moved them to a different neighborhood. Who could be massing that? Only, only a mother who's lost, who's, who's lost a child. So Elena, we mentioned last night, such a tzara, who's a child, mother, losing more than one child, Hashem Yerachim. And this woman was crying to herself privately. 
badly and terribly she missed her child. And somehow the crying of that of that woman somehow connected to the to the crying to the world of the big big town of Abengamlio. And it awakened within him again the pain over the Churban Beis The simple Pshat we understand. But we have to think about, and that's what Tisha B'Av is about, that any single sorrow that we have in life, it all comes from the Churban Beis If a person has difficulties, God forbid, whatever it is, Parnasa, Shalom Bayis, the children, health, whatever it is, any sorrow that any person has or that we have as a people, it all is rooted in that Silak Ashkhina, in the Khurban Besamikdash. So that's the simple pshat of the tears of a lonely mother arousing within Rabbi Gamliel the horrible crying over Besamikdash. But this goes on. This train or this trail of tears continues. From that mother in this world, from the mother who has lost her child or her children, God forbid, in this world. And the trail of tears continues. The tzaddik, Rabbi Gamliel, who is so sensitive, hears this and begins to cry over the tzaras of Klai Yisrael, the Churban Beis Amikdash. That's why children are still dying. That's why there's suffering and pain. But the trail of tears continues, and it reaches another mother. And that's what I was talking about last night. Behold, Sir Asam Everybody here knows that the Shechina HaKadosha, that the Shechina is compared to a mother, to a woman. The Ikebuchiyas, if you look in the Svar HaKadoshim, Yisoyed V'Sharash Havayda, all the Svar, the Ikebuchiyas of Tishabav is to cry over the Tsar of the Shechina, Kivyochel. He writes the Yisoyed V'Sharash Havayda, all the kinesis says are about what? So he writes in Sefer Shavuot, Yivke b'chigodl v'odzim ma'ayd al goydl tzara shchina kedoshik kiyachal shahoyselah mibonim hanechmadim ke'elu that the naches and the pleasure that the shchina had from her children and has from her children shahoysem is paris b'hamachol ha'elams. I think just a, a mother in this world is bragging to other people about her child, about her children showing off and talking about the Shechina. He writes to Yisrael, the Sarah Shavayda, Shahaisim is Paris b'amachalailamus, the Shechina, the mother. was was Paris b'amachalailamus, to all the angels, to all the islamists, about her children. Look what I created, look what I had, such a child. Rose, a girl, a tsar, and we saw some a kosher, the Yisum kosher, and now look, the mother sees the Shechina, 
the suffering, the misery, the pain. They're dying with terrible yisurim. That's the Yisrael Shavash Avayda. Luke and Shartes, that's why in the 12th parak. Because the whole thing about kings, he talks about that. All the Swam talk about the Tzara Shechina. But in the Kabbalah and the Ramak, everything in the Ramak is about the Tzara Shechina. So much in this Indian Kabbalah, the Rish Khanim is right. You remember the Maisa of the Vishnu? When the Vishnu was in jail, the whole Maisa that happened with him. And he, and he was crying, it's all my said, but he was crying, like, I'm not afraid of what they're going to do with me. I'm not afraid of what, the, of what they're going to do to me. Like, the only thing that makes me cry, because they saw that he was crying when they came, is Ke'ate Imadi. The reason I'm crying is Ke'ate, that my mother, I slept into this mess with me. Ke'ate Imadi, that I have to put my mother such, through such pain and suffering. Anybody here who knows <clears throat> that feeling of going through, God forbid, a difficult time, and the worst feeling that you have is that your mother is broken over that. So the reason it says, Ki'ati imadi. That I can't bear. That doesn't worry me. I'm not afraid of, it, of the guy. But the one thing that hurts me is, Ki'ati imadi. My mother, the Shechina. So I saw in the writings of the Sri Aish. You heard of the Sri Aish of Yichil Yaakov Weinberg with the Gedoyle Hador from the last generation. A very unique Adam Gadol, the author of the Chuvas Sri Daesh. So we have Drashis also from the Sri Daesh, Ksavim writings. So the Sri Daesh writes that, you know, even at the time of the Chuvan Besamikdish, even then, he says, don't think, don't imagine the Sudeish writes that at that time of the Chorbmes and Mikdish, he says, of course the people that were killing, the murdering, all of that that took place, the families. But he says, but don't think that everybody, in, all the Jews in Ezezel, wherever Jews lived, that they felt a tremendous, tremendous pain over the loss of the Beis Mikdish. We're not talking about the killing and the dying. That of course. But the Chorbmes and Mikdish. The Sudeish says, don't think that everybody felt that it was the most horrible tragedy in the world. We see that the Nevi'im was screaming and crying and begging them and telling them what was going to happen. He says the Balai Nefesh, the more sensitive Jews, felt that in a very deep way. But the more practical Jews, so after the building was burned down, let's try to imagine the way you and I are right now. When I say you and I, I'm being Melamitzchus that the you is more closer than the I. But imagine ourselves, and we don't live in Yushalayim, let's say. Could be a second cousin was killed. That's upset, upsetting, terrible. We heard, we know that this, that this tzaddik, or this one, that one, and gewalt, gewalt, and we read the headlines about the Besamekdish, we see the newspapers, the fires, we have some survivors that escaped and they're talking about it. And everybody's, of course, pulling out the hair, Alalayli, because of the tragedy and the tsarists and so on. But the Sviday says, but as, as far as the Besamekdish itself, the house, the Besamekdish is concerned, as far as the Besamekdish is concerned, 
He said, unless you were a sensitive person, I mean, again, try to think of ourselves. So this year, you're not going to go, you, let's, say you live in, let's say you live in Beersheva. So you're not going to go from Beersheva up to Yushalayim with Korbanis for the Regal. It's Chaval. But then you start to think, you know, it's, it's a pretty big schlep. It's a pretty big schlep. And the Korbanis, uh, you know, at times have not been so good. So then a recession, it's not so pushed to buy, uh, to buy a carbon. It's not so easy to afford. And um, the transportation has been difficult lately, and so on and so forth. So a person, bringing the karbanas, I'm not really, uh, I don't really understand, I didn't learn so much, the sugis. So it brings all kinds of uh, atonement and stuff, and that's good. That's a good thing. But the Siddhaj says that unless you are Balnafish, he says, even at the time of the Besa Megdish, yeah, the suffering, the Tsaras, but as far as the absence, the loss of the Besa Megdish, she says, it's not just now that we don't feel it. I mean, honestly, in, uh, not by any show of hands, but in the Besa Megdish. If a person is very, very big in the Sugyas, if a person is a Kayin, maybe a Levi, and is learning good the Sugyas and Kajin, and a person lives in you, and it's a cell, you should lie. I mean, there are people that are more connected. The people stand have more uh, like that, that the tether is more like that. But to think about the laws of the Besam Mikdash. So the Siddhaj says that, that uh, with the exception of the Balanefish, many people didn't think about it. It wasn't like they were broken hearted over that. It wasn't seen as a great tragedy. But the Bali Nefesh, they felt the tragedy. And then this Videsh, he, he writes something that I was very moved by. I, I don't know if you'll feel the same way, but it struck a very deep chord inside of me. It's late and I don't have time to really go into the Pratipratim of, of what I was feeling. But just what he wrote, this Videsh. He said, besides, he says, forget a minute about the Karbanas. And the Avaida. Just forget about that because that's something you have to be really connected to. Just forget about that. <clears throat> Besides all of that, the Swedish tells us the base Hamikdash was the home of the Jewish people. It was the home of the Jewish people. Do you know what it's like to be to be homeless? Well Hashem, all of us here don't know what that's like, and we haven't felt that. Even to be someplace that's not your home. Even if you talk to somebody who, who has the good fortune and can afford, let's say, to buy an apartment in Yushalayim. So they're not going anymore to the expensive hotel. Because they were able to afford and they bought a home. Knows that ain't a diamond. Even if you're in the fanciest hotel, but you're not home, it's not kishmak. I mean, it's geschmack to be in Israel, but to be in a place, in a room, and not to be in your own house, and to be massacred, that means parents of ours, grandparents of many of you, that weren't in a home for four years, five years, they never home. The home, the Swedish says, very posh it, headquarters, the home.
of Klai Yisrael was the Beis HaMikdash. Was the Beis HaMikdash. That's the home of Klai Yisrael. And the home means that wherever a Jew lives, even if he has a home, there's a certain homesickness. Because deep, deep inside the Chelakalokami Mal of each and every one of us, there is this feeling that the only place that's home is the Beis HaMikdash. Yushalayim. And it's the Beis HaMikdash. Even though we've never seen it. I mean, in this lifetime. We've never seen it. But deep inside there is this knowledge. And then the Siddhi says, and what is it about the home that makes it that place where the sons and the daughters and the chevra come and they like to hang out and to sit around and to spend time in a, a Shabbos, a Yontif. What is it about the home? What's the focal point or what's the main attraction of the home? So, so you might say the main attraction is the soft couch that's been worked in over 20 years. But you could say it's the smell of the kitchen that you're familiar with. But the Swedish said that the main attraction of a Jewish home is the mother. He said that's the main attraction of the Jewish home, is the mama. Is Rachli Meidu. That's the main attraction. He said that there's nothing more comforting. There's nothing, the Navi says that. There's not, that's a ki'isha she'oviv in Achamanu. Ki'isha she'imai. There's nothing as comforting for a child who's been dragging around the whole world. Even the children have grown up and they've gotten married and they've made their own homes. There's a special feeling of going home to the mother. <coughs> The day says because the mother is the neshama of the bayis. She's the neshama of the family. She's the shirish from where the family comes, from where we come from, where we, the womb of the mother. She's the shirish. And secular knowledge supports this as well. That there's something very, very deep. The person that is not satisfied and unhappy from the time that he's left his mother. There was, I once shared with you, and I'll move very quickly, there's, and then we'll finish up this tire bit. I once, years ago, I read this to you. It was about after the war, after the Holocaust. And it was in the DP camp. Now you know that pretty soon after liberation, they started making chasnas. There, there were lots and lots of chasnas that were made in DP camps. They're amazing stories, Chlal. A lot of chasnas were made, a lot of chupas were made in DP camps. There wasn't a long amount of, there wasn't a lot of dating going on. There was no shadchanan, there were no shadchanas. No hotel lobby to hang out in. No fancy restaurant to buy some unedible piece of food for a hundred dollars. Starving Jews who are just starting to eat and come back to life. And 
This is about a chasna. We at the displaced persons camp are sensitive to joy and happiness now. He says we were sensitive when there is evil in the air and we're sensitive to the joy and happiness that's in the air. He says, Mali and Chaimoisha are glowing. They are inseparable. We suspect they are in love. Are we really going to have an honest to goodness wedding? We must. This was the first one in the DP camp. Doesn't, uh, no, oh yeah, yeah, Feldafing. The first wedding. Now the planning. So it goes through the whole, it's so sweet, the planning. That packages came from the United States to the, to the joint distribution and they found a, a white dress with lace and, and a little short curtain they cut and they made for a, for a veil. And Chaimoshim must be properly dressed grooms. They found some shmatas and they made some kind of a... There was a tailor that was one of the survivors and they cut a suit. It's very sweet. And Mali and Chaimoshim announced the date. Sunday, September 29th, 1945. 7.30 p.m. So the next step is the mikveh. So we take Mali to the lake. Now... He says that we need uh, we need uh, a rav, we need a mitzvah kedushin. Also, this was not felt. So they contacted Camp Feldafing, and there and there was a tamachachem there, Mordechai Gladstein, and they were told that there's this that they had this tamachachem, Mordechai Gladstein, and that this rabbi Gladstein is going to go to make he'll, he'll come to you. There was another camp, it doesn't say over here which camp, and he's going to go to he's going to go to make the chasna. The wedding day arrives, the canopy is up, the rabbi is waiting. The beautiful 16-year-old bride is escorted by two Beis Yaakov teachers. The groom is obviously nervous. The bride is now under the chuppah. Such a chasna. Since the time of Maimon Hasina, there wasn't such a chasna. The ceremony is about to start. Suddenly the bride begins to cry and wail. In Yiddish, for my mama, I want my mother, I want my mother. All the women began to cry and all the men began to cry. We all want our mothers. Just screaming and crying, we want our mothers. The Kala began crying. She had two teachers that she met. They weren't even her teachers. They walked her. She began to cry and everybody started to cry for their mothers. So the rabbi, also a survivor, understands and calms us down. Today we make a new beginning. Let us continue with the marriage ceremony. When Chaimoshe successful, successfully crushes the glass, it is a catharsis for all of us. The Rebbe raises his hand, we become quiet. My fellow survivors, it is indeed a happy and historic moment in our lives, a new beginning. Let us in unison recite this bracha, and they said the Shachiyano. We all sing and dance, rejoicing in the bride's and groom's happiness. Want to hear a sweet side thing of this story? The woman who told this story was at the chasna. She ended up marrying the rabbi. <laughs> That's what goes on. It's very sweet. He says that after the chasna, they had a little thing. They made some food, whatever. That, and he sees that she, she sees he's looking at her all the time. <laughs> it's just the end. Yeah. And they, they were very, very firm. And uh, and then he was there for a few days, and, and he and he asked her, "Who are you?" And she says, "I'm just, it's just after." She said that uh, her name is Sina Wallman. Wallman? So he, he, the Rav says, I remember famous Rav Wallman in Sachachov. So that was my beloved father of a blessed memory. I hope 
the end is that she was too young, but but uh, a year later he came back looking for her, and they ended up getting married. The mother is the focal point of the house. And without the mother being there, without a person having the mother in his life, he's natua, karua. He's torn away. He's separated from the root of his existence. And the mother without her children, infinitely more so. The Sridei says, that's the story of the Churban Beis That's the story of Knesset Yisrael and Golis. It's the story of children not being with a mother. It's the Tsar of the Shechin HaKadosh, of our mother, not being together with her children. It's not having that home to go back to, which was the Beis HaMikdash, it was our home. It was the place that all different Jews, just like you have brothers and sisters, each one goes his own way and is different. But when they come back home, they're all children again. They're all the same. They could remember when they were little and everything. It was before the differences, before this one put on a hat and that one wore a kippah struga. It was before this one went to this yeshiva and that one went to that school. Before this one got this personality and that one got that personality. It was just the beginning. Golis is missing that warmth of the home, that chamimus, that love, when we had, when we had the Shekhinah with us. And he says that a sensitive heart has to feel that. That's what, mean, that's what it means when the base of Mekdis is not here. It means, even if we don't understand the Kabbans, we don't have a house. And ever since then, we're crying for our mothers. We want our mothers. We want our mother, the Shekhinah. And ever since then, the Shekhinah is saying that she can never ever be happy without her children being home. It's this feeling that Rabbi Gamliel and that woman who lost the child were sharing. It's Rabbi Gamliel crying over the mother crying. It's Rabbi Gamliel crying over the Chorm Beis which was the loss of our home, of our mother, of this Shekhinah being with us. And that was the it's Rabbi Gamliel's hearing the crying that we spoke about last night, of, of the Shekhinah crying like a dove, missing so much, missing her children. And redemption in Gula is about that reunion. Ich bin sicher, dass ihr